and welcome to the Pursuit of Healthiness podcast. I'm your host, Winanda van Delft. I'm a health and mindset coach, graphic designer, and a cat mom. I love conversations that are on a more raw and deeper level. And today's guest is Sipora Kingsbury. She's a world-renowned somatic intimacy mentor, relationship educator, breathwork trainer, and features in as a consultant on ABC's The Bachelor. Sipora helps adults of all genders to feel safe in their body and confident with emotional and sexual intimacy so they can have mutually fulfilling relationships, personally and professionally. Creator of the Redefining Intimacy Method and author of The Intimate Insights, Revolutionizing Intimacy, Navigating Connection in a Disconnecting World and author of The Soul of Abortion. In today's episode, we are going to talk about, as you probably guessed, intimacy. What is it and how can we be more intimate? Welcome, Zipporah, to the episode of Healthiness Today. I am excited that you are here with me because we're going to talk about intimacy and everything that has to do with that. But first, can you tell a little bit about yourself and what you do? Yes, so I am a somatic intimacy and relationship educator, as well as a breathwork therapist, and I help adults to, God, to just feel safe and seen and confident so they can experience, you know, more emotional and sexual intimacy and have thriving relationships, both at home, but also in the workplace. Yeah, so so what is intimacy really? What is it mm. to you? Mm. Yeah, such such a big word. Yeah, I know. Like I find it's just a word, right? It's just such a word. Everyone has so many different meanings. For me, intimacy is connection. And someone wants to ask me, what does intimacy feel like? And when I sit back and kind of feel into like my body, intimacy, we have to feel safe and have a calm nervous system which often doesn't get related to intimacy, to feel intimacy. Yeah, I love that you say that. So it's about connection. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Because I think often people mistake intimacy for having sex. At least that's what I, um, well, I don't think so, but I know when I talk to other people about it, if you say like, oh, I've been intimate with someone, people automatically assume you had sex with someone, but that doesn't, it's not the same. No, far from it. Yeah. And it is, it is often the go-to. I find that there's two go-tos. People either go to sex or they think it has to do with a romantic partnership, yeah. which to me, those are two myths. And, and I'd like to just say like sex, just, just to give the viewers, listeners, Um, something to go off on here think of it's a physical act it's an act you're either going to share with another person or something you're going to do with yourself through masturbation or self-pleasuring and it does not have to even involve it doesn't have to be intimate it doesn't have to involve intimacy because people can still engage sexually and be so emotionally guarded that it's a pure mechanical physical act whereas intimacy right is a quality it's something that we can take with us and it adds to every experience whether it is during a sexual act during a conversation it could be a conversation with your parents your children the way you um, feel connected walking through the forest or a park or the way that you feel um, connected to an audience when you're speaking on stage is like intimacy is a quality which is quite different yeah uh, i 
I love that you say that intimacy is a quality because I really feel that way. If I think about intimacy personally, it is the connection. It is just being present as well. Um, I don't know if, if you agree on that, if you think the same, but um, how, how can we be more intimate with ourselves? Because that is for a lot of people really difficult. Yeah, I just got chills. Yeah, we, you think, like people think that intimacy can only be there if there's another person. And I find what happens more so is they try to jump there to fill a void and they lack that intimacy with themselves. There's a lot of fear around how do I access that or how do I connect to it or just, just not an awareness that that's possible. And I too believe that intimacy stems from us like we have to have that inside of ourselves how do we do that you know I through the work that I do um, with somatic processes they take people into different processes around being still how to be still how to track the physiological happenings and changes within the physical body you know because those correlate with the emotional habits and patterns that we have And that's all part of uncovering and being more connected to this, which is a step to creating intimacy inside of ourselves. And it can feel scary. Yeah, absolutely. Do, do you think that um, focusing on, on your emotions and your feelings and your thoughts, is that part of intimacy as well? Or is it completely separate is completely different mm-hmm. I love this so my brain is like a puzzle right now when I think of this because it just wants to unpack there are so many layers like it's really complex but when I when I hear you talk like mind thoughts emotions yeah. there there's layers in there and, and they're they are part of it and it's not just like number one might be being aware right having an awareness But then like if I'm sitting with someone in session, there's first maybe a mental awareness of a thought or feeling. And then we unpack it to, again, the physiological sensation because we want to know how it's impacting the nervous system. And then it might go into energetics and then going into the intricacies of how the body is actually responding. So there's something called felt sense and it's different. So different from the way the mind that reacts, you have, One approach which talks about how your mind is reacting to a situation. We have another approach, which is the way I work, is how the body responds or reacts to a situation. And when you talk about intimacy, like that's what I go to. It's like, oh yeah, the emotions, the, the thoughts, and then what's happening in our body, then what's the energetic underneath it. And then what are the finer movements that are happening in the body? Because I don't know if you're aware of this, but you know, right, we all have body language. Yeah. But if I'm working with someone and we're tracking an emotion or a thought and you take it down to the body and then you take it into the subtleties of movement and motion and then what they're feeling within that, there's so much that's happening in the physical body and then there's so much underneath it. Like it's infinite. And the one thing that we're obviously not taught in this world growing up is how to feel anything. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we have to feel not just our emotions, but we have to 
feel what's going on in here. To me, that's profound intimacy. Because when I'm aware of those places in me that are happening, because all of those intricacies I'm talking about, they're happening because of a, re a response or reaction to external stimuli. So when I'm aware of those components, I'm going to be not just aware of self, I'm going to have more, you said presence earlier, more awareness and presence to someone else and their feelings and what's happening. And I'm going to have more of me to actually share because it's going to over time become less guarded only because I'm so connected to it. And that that's intimacy. Is it the same as self-love? <laughs> that word I don't like that word um I'll tell you why because I think a self-love and I just I just think people don't know what it means I agree because often when we talk about self-love people tell you sit in a bath and have time for yourself but I don't think that's what self-love means but I would like to hear your opinion about this because you <laughs> say that you hate that word so so let it out what is your well, perspective that, that on that yeah, that was strong hate. I, it's definitely a pet peeve of mine when I hear it because often I find it sits very superficially because there's just not out of a judgment as being bad, but more so people don't have the, the skill set or have been taken there before to go deeper into it. So when I think of self-love, self-love includes everything we're talking about, being accountable. Like that is part of self-love and how often people go there. They're just like, oh, no, I give myself a bath. I take time. I love myself. But how accountable are you in your relationships? Yeah. Um, self-love. Setting, setting boundaries is self-love. Um, developing your emotional intelligence to understand your feelings and needs. That's self-love. Being able to compassionately communicate. That's part of being accountable. That's self-love. Right? Because you're creating that container. So all I'm encouraging is us to go deeper. I'm, I'm such a geek this way, just unpacking things, to always go deeper into what it really is and how, how it shows up tangibly, you know, in our actions. But I love that you say that you find yourself a geek for wanting to unpack all those things. But I, I think that's we should all be doing because that's when change happens. That's when we really get to know ourselves, our bodies, our mind, our soul, all, all the things. Um, so I, I, don't, I don't think you're a geek for, the, for doing that. Oh, I mean that, in, that a, because in a positive way, yes. I mean that in a great way, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I love it. And I, I love to see your your way of thinking when I when I ask you that because you're like oh my I, I see all the things happening and I love to see that because I don't know I, I think we should all do that a lot more and but to, to come back to the question is it the same and maybe self-love is not the right word but is that a little bit what you can describe as intimacy or is it a part of being I feel it's a part of, you know, if we look at intimacy as an umbrella or a container, and then we're going to have these components within that and yeah. self-love or, or the things that I defined as being part of self-love, like the accountability, the emotional intelligence, 
um, the boundaries. I think those are actions that go into developing intimacy, yeah. right? Because if we, if we jump to boundaries, for an example, I, I was just talking about this yesterday. So, you know, where are boundaries actually a way for me to control my external environment or is it, or is it not? And when I speak of boundaries, right, it is a fine line. Boundaries, when they're utilized as a way to create closeness, what that means is that I'm understanding and in a relationship with what my state is physically, mentally, emotionally, psychologically, energetically. That means intimate, right? I know me. I know what I'm available for. Mm-hmm. By communicating those boundaries with another number two is that you're actually letting another person in closer to you, which people think it's opposite, but because you're being honest and telling them where your perimeters are, that's vulnerable, that's closeness. And third, and now that boundary is permeable. And now you're like, okay, so this is my edge today, but because I know my system so much, maybe tomorrow I'm, I'm going to Put my big toe in the water now like that's like etching out a little bit further whereas right if we don't set these boundaries or if we or if we that's where we start to control our environment because yeah. we're not feeling safe because we're not in communication with our system and our emotions or our nervous system or we're not telling other people what we need or expressing our feelings right so that's where the control that's where the hypervigilance starts to come in um, and we start to need to micromanage everything in our relationships around us. Yeah. Wow. That's a lot. <laughs> I love yeah. it though. <laughs> I love it though. It's, it, it's, I, I, I don't know. I just, I love it. Um, but how can we just from home, what can we do to feel intimate with ourselves to start with? Yeah very basic like easy take three to five minutes a day to just sit still without interruption no computer no phone nothing around you you're not even going to move your body and so no movement just sit still bring your attention to your breath it's not about emptying the mind or anything you're just bringing your attention to what's happening in your physicalness without distracting to me, that seems so simple, but it's so it's like a big challenge for people just to sit there for five minutes and not move. It is. I've tried. <laughs> it is. The, I, I try it as part of, of meditation, but yeah, it's it's it doesn't work for me, but maybe it works for other people. Um, well, the thing is, it's going to be challenging. Yeah. So know that when I say this, I'm not saying that the person doing it is going to go into this peaceful state. They're probably going to go into the opposite. But my, what I encourage is to be present with the opposite because those are the things that those pieces that are coming into your awareness are your shell. Those are the things that are covering that depth of intimacy with your system. Yeah. And so that's the most through difficult. those. Yeah. And that is the most difficult. You know, the other thing that I would suggest after the stillness is, 
if we want to just talk like physicality now is explore self-touch and I'm not even talking about genital or sexual but explore you know create a space of just like you know doing this to my arm right now like what is what it does in my body yeah like be aware of what it feels like your fingers like skin to skin what's being stimulated how your body's actually reacting to it and start to take notes even get your journal out and start to write down oh yeah well that tickled oh that 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 um made me feel hot like temperature wise or it gave me chills like the subtleties because again those are pieces we don't pay attention to but those are body responses that hold so much information for us that are happening on a daily basis that to me, are part of developing an intimate relationship. Yeah. And how can we develop an intimate relationship with our partners or with your boss, your friends, your family? Because that's a whole other part of being intimate. Yeah. Hmm. Two things that come to mind, qualities, are curiosity and vulnerability. And so whatever your actions are, take those qualities in with you. So if you're going to work or with a friend, be, be curious. You know, we're, we're especially when we go into the work world, we often, you know, we have a container. We don't share as much. There's mm-hmm. a lack of closeness sometimes, not always. Um, it depends on the environment. But the, what I love to do is if someone comes to work in the morning, literally stop in front of them. Like, take a moment. Like, don't just say how you're doing, pat them on the back and go. Like, you yeah. just, they're just words. Like, they're empty words. But stop. Even hold their hands. Be like, how was your weekend? Yeah. But stay there with it. Keep your eyes connected. Just stay present for a few moments to really, really listen. And you can apply that at work or at home, at home with a partner. Obviously, there's different space to do that. But I would go into a process. How long would I say? Like like a 20-minute process where you set a timer and you each take turns saying, tell me something you want me to know. And what will happen is you'll each take, say, three-minute intervals. Yeah, so for those listening, you want to write this yeah. down. So the full time, say 20 minutes with intervals of three minutes. When one of you asks, tell me something you want me to know, you then just sit back, open arms, and just listen. No feedback, literally no feedback, no approval. It's not a conversation. All you're doing there is giving them their, your presence and your listening. And that's going to bring up for both the speaker and the listener, but it's a beautiful process to bring up the unconscious, but also possibly share stuff you've otherwise been scared to share because you were concerned of being judged. You were concerned that like, you didn't want feedback. Like you were concerned your partner's going to try to fix you, but this commit to not responding and just listening. I love that. I think I'm going to try that because it's not the same as communicating. Well, it is communication on another level, but Because I'm all for communication, but I haven't tried that yet. So I'm going to try. It's a great tip. Um, it's, yeah. 
it's the process of deep listening. And so it is communication. What it's not, it's not a conversation. Yeah. And so that's the difference because we rarely listen, even when we think we are. Because we're always waiting to offer our opinion or approve what they're saying. And when we do that, there's a space for that. There's a space for that for sure. But we rarely just deeply listen. So healing just to be heard. Yeah. True. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um. At the moment, I, I honestly don't know, have all the questions. Um, what is something that you would like to share about intimacy, about um, what we can do to improve it? Yeah. yeah. <sighs> Slow down. Yeah. Remember that if you have a stressed, agitated nervous system, it will block you from experiencing the quality of intimacy you want. So slowing down and being able to self-regulate your nervous system is going to be your first steps, right? So you do that and it's automatically gonna start influencing your intimate connections. Listen more. <sighs> And ask questions. So be curious again. Be curious. Said. And those are really my top points. And, and be curious. Because those, those points from the nervous system to the listening to the curiosity, those also are door openers to more vulnerability. Right? Because when you slow down, when I slow down, it's automatically I'm going to feel more open and vulnerable. Yeah. So, so I tend to, some people have called me like the Mr. Miyagi of intimacy. Have you ever seen that? Yeah. Right. Cause I do these like wax sounds like people are like, well, cause they're so simple, but you, they blow you away because it doesn't have to be so complex or complicated. And I would encourage people to, my earpiece keeps falling out. I would encourage people to let go of jumping for the intimacy by numbers. And what I mean by that, there's like, do, 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 you know, like do something, do something, do something. Cause that's not sustainable. You're always going to be reaching for someone else or something else. But if you step back and start to apply these more intrinsic, like internal components, that's going to make all those actions, your touch, the way you make love, the way you have the conversation, that's what's going to make those more intimate. It's going to influence those differently. And then it becomes less about mechanics and, and um, technique. And it comes more through you rather than something you're doing. Yeah. So how can we increase the intimacy in the bedroom? I know you already gave uh, a lot of tips, but... What about specifically? Yeah, in the bedroom. Because it, I mean, in, if you're going to connect and talk, it's, I don't think it's, well, it could help. 
but it's it's different. I mean, if you want to have sex, I want to be intimate in that way with each other. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to yes. talk, it's you, you know what I mean. <laughs> Is there oh, something so, else? Yeah. So one leads into another. So yeah. I I guarantee that the more you start to open up vulnerably and have conversations before you get to the bedroom the more aroused and turn on in the bedroom you and your partner are going to be because you're going to feel closer, right? right? So the intimacy, I want people to know that the intimacy and even the foreplay happens way before you get into the bedroom. I I joke, I was just, I joke a lot. I'm like, the bed is for sleeping, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Um, Start way before you get to the bedroom. (laughs) So, so, so some of the things if we're talking more sexual um, partnership or relationship is, you know, throughout your day, you know, say your partner's washing dishes, you know, gently go by them, give them a spanking, you know, nuzzle them on the neck, um, talk dirty to them in their ear and walk away. Like create that buildup because those are intimate moments and they're playful moments. So you're bringing more play into it and mm-hmm. less um, agenda when you get through those doors. Um, and leading up when you get into the bedroom, I would go as far as to say, let go of the agenda of sex and make it explorative. You know, let's 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 exchange essential massage tonight. You know, let's let's breathe spoon and breathe together. Mm-hmm. Because that's just my view. It's like that's where the the arousal will naturally start to build. And especially if people have performance anxiety, or you know, I've worked with a lot of clients, especially male clients, who have that agenda that they have to bring pleasure to their client. I mean, not to their client, <laughs> pleasure to their partner, Oops. Yeah. Um, pleasure to their partner. And that in itself will kill intimacy, you know, but, yeah. but if you can start to have these conversations, you know, honey, what, what do you find pleasurable? Can you um, direct me and show me and tell me like play these games that are more interactive but again, what I just did, you brought curiosity in it rather than the out to me, the outdated form of sex is I got to get you off. You know, I want you to orgasm, but you're not actually learning about the person. So let both, right. So both of you be involved, ask questions, play with touch games in the bedroom, have a date night where one night it's clear who's receiving and who's directing? Yeah, so you're mm-hmm. you're asking, and then have another date night where you switch roles, um, and so all of that is going to lead into more and more intimacy and arousal and play in the bedroom for sure. That's beautiful. <laughs> so, what is I, I always ask my guests this: What is the biggest lesson that you've learned? Whether it's about intimacy or just life in general. Yeah. I probably have a couple. So listening to my body. Yeah. Listening to my body. I had definitely went through a period of my life where I didn't, I was a competitive bodybuilder for five years um, on stage. And I pushed myself so hard. I woke up, could barely walk one day. Wow. And that was where I was forced to feel. Right. Because that was my aha that, wow, I was running from everything, all the feelings. And so it was that aha that I had to go, my lesson to slow down and come into here so I can actually have those relationships that I wanted. 
And yeah. before that, nothing was working. Um, the other big one for me is nobody else is responsible for how I feel. Yes, and I want I love listeners to hear that because that's often a tough one to get that no one is responsible for how you feel. And so to pay attention to where I get upset and triggered and something bothers me and to realize it's more of like, oh, it's coming from an unmet need of mine. Like it's coming from an expectation of mine. Yeah. And that the other person isn't a bad person for doing it, but they likely had different needs, you know, different values. And so that's been a big lesson to, to not attach that, project that outside of myself, but to bring it back to me. And that also created more, definitely creates more intimacy in my life. Yeah, I think that is a great one. Once you release those expectations from other people and look more inwards, I believe that's where the, the happiness starts to come into your life more because you don't have expectations anymore and you take responsible for what you can control for what you do i think that's that's a big big one over there so if, if people want to work with you or want to learn more about intimacy how can they contact you yeah, so the, I'm going to give two places. So you can come on over to my website, which is ziporaintimacy.com. Um, that's a little complicated. It's T-Z-I-P-O-R-A-H, intimacy.com. Um, I'd love to get on a connect call, just 15 minutes to get to know you. Like no sales, promise. Just mm-hmm. I love getting to know people to see where they're at and, and what they need. Um, come on over and join our private group on Facebook. It's a lovely group where we go live, do live trainings every week and offer content on connectivity, intimacy, and relationships, and just have conversations like this, but often there's not a space to do that. That group is called Intimacy Hub, and that is on Facebook. Okay, awesome. I leave all the details in the description so people can contact you. And yeah, I just want to say thank you so much for sharing your wisdom today. And yeah, I'm definitely going to try the 20 minute um, exercise, I would say, yeah. because yeah, it, it, I, I encourage everybody who's listening right now to really do it. <laughs> yeah. Let me know how it goes and I'd be happy to give you feedback if you have questions. <laughs> I um, will. <laughs> yeah. Can I, can I share one more thing? Yes, of course. Yeah. So a great way also to get started is to grab a copy of my book. Yeah. So revolutionizing intimacy, navigating connection in a disconnected world. You can find that on my website, but it's also on Amazon. Okay. Awesome. In the UK, like everywhere. It's on everywhere. Okay. That is amazing. Good to know. I'll put it in the description as well. So people can buy a book and learn more about intimacy. Yeah. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed our conversation. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening and I hope you enjoyed and learned as much as I did. Intimacy is so much more than just the physical connection between two people. If you have any questions, please always reach out via Instagram, Facebook, email, 
whatever suits your boat. <laughs> and if you want to learn more about intimacy, contact Zipporah. She is amazing. And if not, I will see you next time. <laughs>